In this week's episode, Blake and Eric channel Jay Sherman as they list off the five worst appearances of comic book characters in film. It stinks! How have you been, sir? Huh, I've been okay. I've been okay. I have been okay before. Someday I'll be okay again. So what are you right now? You're in transition <laughs> between okay and okay? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in a low. I'm all right. <laughs> oh, okay, so all right is below okay. I think so. Okay. Okay, good to know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I just got back probably like 20 minutes ago from uh, running four miles. You know what? You always tell me about how you just got finished working out, and it makes me feel even fatter. And I got to say, I feel like it's like an insult to me. Like I feel like you're getting thin at me. <laughs> kind of. That's what keeps me going on the treadmill. It's like, Eric's a son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You got the fancy job, the loving family. You know, it's about time Blake has something besides <laughs> mountains of video games. I'm going to live forever, motherfucker. <laughs> When's it going to be Blake's turn? I don't know. And you asked me, like, how have I been? That's what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, I said, how have you been? Not what have you been doing? All right. All right. I'll differentiate the two moving forward. Other than that, other than uh, running the four miles that I ran today, uh, which is, um, you know, I ran earlier this week for a couple miles then too um I, I usually like to go a few times a week just to just to get the heart pumping blood flowing you know urge to kill rising so yesterday i started getting into this video game meaning i started playing this video game called uh castlevania the lords of shadow uh, Mirror of Fate. It was something that originally came out for the Nintendo 3DS, I don't know, sometime last year, maybe maybe even earlier than that. Um, would it be later than that if it came out? I don't know. It came out a while ago. Okay. But uh, then they came out with an HD version for the 360 PS3, probably the PC. I don't know. I'm not a PC gamer. Uh, and I downloaded that when it was on sale a few months ago. So I started playing that yesterday, and surprisingly enough, I'm having a lot of fun with it, which means that I'm pushing The Last of Us back even farther. I Wasn't that the game of the year last year? Yes, and people, I've been meaning to play it. Well, you missed your chance. It was the game of the year last year. You can't oh, play I it can't this Oh, I can't play year. it anymore? Yeah. That's how that works? Duh. Duh. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone, if I had friends and I talked to the, if I had friends who also played video games, they would probably get on me for not playing The Last of Us yet. Because I tried to play it and I didn't really like it very much. I guess I didn't get too far into it. But everyone keeps telling me, Blake, you got to play this game. Well, when I say people are telling me, I'm talking about the internet just telling everybody. Yes, the void is yelling at me. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that. You know, I should put all of my energy into this game, but I don't know. I'll get to it, 
hopefully soon. I don't yeah. know. You don't have a PlayStation 3, so you don't really feel my pain. I don't. Sorry. I don't know what to tell you. And I saw you were playing... Um, what were you playing? Batman Arkham Origins? I was. I was playing Batman well, Arkham Origins. Uh, to be honest, Xbox Live said that that game was running, but you were actually away at the time. So Yeah, I, I was uh, playing it with uh, the daughter in my arms. She was sleeping. Then uh, she woke up and I had to change her and feed her and all sorts of stuff that she had to get taken care of. And Did she not see you were busy? Yeah, she is not very considerate. She wouldn't wait till I finished the level I was on or anything. She just decided that I needed to go and do this for her right now. And so, yeah, that's that's why I was away, is because I was away. All right. Oh, hey, that game has multiplayer. We should maybe give that a try sometime. We should. We will. But we will. Uh, yeah. It'll be a thing that happens? Yes, but it'll be in the future, in a future that I cannot schedule yet. <laughs> sometime in the future. Perhaps not this year. Maybe next. We'll see. Uh, even if it's 20 years in the future, you ha you and I both have to keep that game on the Xbox 360 oh, yeah. so that we can play it together. That's happening. <laughs> By the time I'm, what did, you, what did you say, 20 years from now, 40 years from now? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, by that time, I'm going to have a GameStop, a GameStop's worth of video games. Excellent. I already got like 200. Yeah, I get rid of my old games. I don't play them anymore. I get rid of them. I used to. Uh, until I met Jerome from Target. You know J-Rome. Yeah, I know Jerome. Yeah. Um, I used to until like he got on me uh, one time about selling my old games. <clears throat> and I don't know. Since then, I'm like, yeah, you have a good point. I will hold on to them. Because like, I think it was something about Jade Empire. I could be completely making this story up. It, it was some game where I said I had it but I no longer had it. And he's like, what are you doing, man? It's like one of the best games ever. I'm like, I don't know. I just thought I was done with it. So I sold it for two bucks. And he's like, is that really worth it? I'm like, you know what, Jerome? In hindsight, no, it wasn't. I don't know. So now two bucks to me is worth more than just it taking up space on my shelf. Yeah, I'm starting to feel that way too. Um, especially having so many games taking up so much room. That's why I'm excited for the next generation being um, download, uh, download and digital. I know a lot of people are worried about, uh, you know, because you can only keep so many games on your hard drive at one time. Yep. So they're like, well, you need to clear some of that off. But what if one of those games that you cleared off is no longer available to download? Then you can't download it anymore. And you essentially bought it and then it was taken away from right. you. Yeah. So that's sort of a concern I have. Um, Buy a flash drive. Don't tell me what to do. Well, I mean, you can just put it on a flash drive. You get a flash drive for eight bucks. Yeah, well, they're not compatible with the Xbox yet, I don't think. But hmm. uh, an external hard drive. Um, I think that's the way they're going. PlayStation 4, I think that works. And you can even take apart. I know a guy who took apart his PlayStation 4 and installed a bigger hard drive. I say I know a guy. He's uh, um, the guy follow that him runs, on Twitter. <laughs> follow him on Twitter. Listen to his podcast. Uh, um, Jeff Gertzman from a Giant Bomb. Ah. Uh, yeah. If you're not 
he runs a pretty professional uh, site and podcast. You should probably listen to him if you don't already. Um, they're much more into PC games than anything, which kind of gets on my nerves sometimes because they kind of rip apart consoles, and that cuts me deep, sir. <laughs> Yeah, they're the kind of people that get really upset if people don't like games the way that they like games. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. They just like... PC, PCs tend to be more powerful, you know? So oh, yeah, they, you've got to upgrade it that way, though. Yeah, so um, if you have a, a super powerful PC, you can run games at maximum whatever, and uh, frame rate is better, you know, resolution's better, everything's better. And they game for a living, so they're obviously going to have, like, the best stuff. Yep. So sometimes they'll get on consoles about how they run shittier and their um, resolutions and textures are awful and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, what kind of car do they drive? Because I bet there are a bunch of motorheads that would rip them apart for not driving the best of the best cars. It's very true. If all I want to do is play a game, I'm just going to play it. I don't want to have to build a machine to do it. I'll just buy the machine off the shelf and play the game. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's, that's what my thinking was. So how's um, Batman Origins been going? Uh, it's been going all right. I've been trying to upgrade my guy fully, like get all the uh, like little bonus stuff. Your guy? Well, Batman. You've been trying to upgrade Batman. <laughs> he upgrades. <laughs> but I've been trying to get like all the little side missions and stuff. So that's been frustrating. And so it's gotten to the point now where it's just like, I'm not going to have a whole lot of time to play this game because I've got a kid now, so I'm just yeah. going to go through it. No more achievement hunting. I've kind of been forcing myself to relax about achievements, especially the ones that make you play replay games over and over and Ugh, over. Never touch those. Like, there's some where I still want to do it, like Dishonored, where, you know, you can play through it stealthy, and mm-hmm. I did. Yep. And then you can play through it super violent and use all of the little gadgets and trinkets and... Yep. That's the way I want to go through and play it yet. I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, I haven't done the violent one either, but I don't know. Like, it took me so long to get through it the first time. Well, one would think that if you're not waiting for people to walk past, like if you're just killing people, you should swash your mm-hmm. way through it a little quicker. Yeah, there are probably a lot of buckles that need to be swashed. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. All right. Well, before we get into the high fives, I wanted to make sure to mention some people because... In our last episode, we didn't mention this guy, and we really should have. Uh, his name is, I'm going to mispronounce his last name. It's Jose Murillo, I believe. And he made a video that was dedicated to us about his top five favorite games in honor of the high fives. And so the link to that video will be in the description for this episode. And I just wanted to make sure to give him a high five because I was re- I was touched that he would dedicate an a, you know, one of his YouTube videos to us. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, kind of makes you feel a, a little bit of what it's like to be popular. Just a little <laughs> bit. It's Popular and well-liked. It's it's more love than I ever received in high school. That's yeah. what I can say. Do you, uh, I don't, I don't know if this would stop people from going to actually watch his video, but do you know what his picks were? Uh, not off the top of my head. But it's a short video. You can watch it in three minutes. So, all right. Um, I also wanted to point out a few podcasts that uh, we're going to be listening to ours. So I wanted to spread some of the love. History of Misunderstanding podcast, the Nashcast podcast, and the Stinking Paws podcast. 
And it's pause, P-A-U-S-E, not like animal pause. Oh, that was about to be the most adorable podcast ever. <laughs> stinking pause, like, you know, like, get your stinking paws off me. But it's, I got it. That's it's, pause. It's funny. It's, it's like a play on words. I like yeah, it. So is ours. Like, our title is a play on words, too. So I don't like ours as much. Oh, well, maybe you should have come up with some ideas instead of just letting me do all that work. Eh. I don't like the name as much, um, but I do like not doing things. <laughs> yeah. Which do you like more? <laughs> you like not doing things or do you like having things done well? You can either let me do all the work and it'd be shitty or you can do some of the work yourself. You know, this is the only way you're going to get better. That's what I keep telling myself. <laughs> all right. Well... After that, are you ready to jump into the high fives? I think so. All right, well, join us back here in a minute as we go through our high five list of the worst comic book appearances, or worst comic book, worst appearances of comic book characters in movies. The, the worst translations of a comic book character to the big screen. See how when you help, like, it, it goes better? Yeah. Yeah. Get that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's a lesson for you. All right, you ready to jump into this? Do you Heck want to start yes. Or do you want me to go? Um, who started last time? Uh, you did. Oh yeah, that's we did the uh, triple threat with uh, exactly. Mr. Tejas. Tejas. Yeah, you can start things off. All right, well, my number five is uh, Commissioner Gordon. From the first, the 1989 Batman, the one with uh, Michael Keaton, directed by Tim Burton. Yeah. And, you know, in the comic books... And in most of the movies, and even in the old Batman TV show, Commissioner Gordon and Batman were kind of equals, you know? They, like, worked together to solve crimes, you know? They consulted with each other. One worked above the law, the other worked below it? The other side of the law. Yeah, the one was the law, the one was outside the law. There you go. Within and without. In the law. Yeah, there. We, we got there. Yeah. Um, but in uh, the original Batman movie, the uh, Tim Burton version, basically the only time Commissioner, show, Commissioner Gordon shows up is at the very beginning after Batman, you know, saves the day. And he just goes like, thank you for saving the city, Batman. And that's it. So and then Batman just takes off. He doesn't say a word to him, which is kind of a prick move. Who's this guy? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's the uh, commissioner. Oh, okay. Who are you? I work alone. <laughs> no, he grabs you by the throat and he goes, I'm Batman. <laughs> mm. You know how t Michael Keaton does it. I do. And then he leaves the Batmobile out and he uh, makes the sh makes the shields. He just says shields into his little microphone and it gets all shielded up. You know, those movies were weird. They were. You know what? One thing that really bothered me now that I was like thinking back on it. There's a part where, like, uh, the Penguin crew puts a bomb or a tracker on the Batmobile on the bottom of it. Yeah. And the way, and Batman finds out about it, and he's got to get it off. But he gets it off by punching a hole through the hole, through the floor of his car and then reaching through. It's like that's all the 
like reinforcement you've got on the bottom of the Batmobile, you can punch well, through it. It's Batman. <laughs> I expect saying. Batman to have the same strength as uh, Superman, right? I don't think that's how it works, actually. I think that's the opposite of how it works. Uh, whoops. So, Commissioner Gordon, huh? Yeah, completely. You did not have a problem with Commissioner Gordon in the recent films. You mean with uh, Gary Oldman? No, he's badass in that movie. Yeah, he's kind of the best guy ever. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what if, if they met if they have a character of Commissioner Gordon in the new Batman Superman movie, or if they're just gonna end up calling it Justice League or whatever. But I have a no. I think it'll be you know it's gonna be a Superman movie first, is what I understand it, and like Batman's gonna have a significant role. Um, so I don't know if they'll have room for Gordon because I don't know if Superman will go to, yeah, I think Superman would go to Gotham though, right? I wonder what business does Batman have in Metropolis? I don't know. Maybe he's, I, I think that that's what happens though is Bruce Wayne goes to Metropolis. He might be talking okay. to Lex Luthor or something. Uh, that's true. Or like he's tracking one of his other rogues. True. Or maybe he's just like, I hear that there's a fucking dude, for, an alien, who wrecked the entire city in the last movie. I should probably check <laughs> this out. <laughs> yeah. That might uh, um, pique some people's curiosity. Something that might pique your curiosity. Mm. I heard a rumor that The Rock went to a meeting at Warner Brothers about a Batman movie. Oh, really? And then later tweeted... Uh, like days, weeks later, he tweeted, "John Stewart can kick Superman's ass any day." Oh, so is the so Rock playing a, so, the Green Lantern? So he's a big. He's, oh, so you're, so you're saying he's not a big Daily Show fan? Ha ha ha! John with an H, John Stewart. Okay, the second Green Lantern. Yeah, that'd be a. I think that sounds very plausible. I'm for it. Yeah, the, the the movies The Rock is in are highly suspect, but I don't think that necessarily um, reflects him as an actor. He's all right. If his movies, like if the scripts for the movies are good that he's in, the movies, or he's good in them. Yeah. What's the movie I'm thinking of that had Christopher Walken and he like had Rundown? That, yeah, I really like yeah. that movie. That Rundown's really good. Walking Tall I thought was pretty good. Um, he was in, he had a bit role in the sequel to Get Shorty. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of that movie, Get. Oh, I don't think it's Get uh, Anything. No, it's Be Cool. Yeah, Be Cool. Yep. Yeah, I've got it. It's sitting right over there. But, yeah, I'm a big fan of The Rock and, uh, The Rock. What's his real name? Dwayne It Johnson. doesn't matter what his name is! Well, well, you tell that to Dwayne Johnson, see what he says that about that. That was not the reaction I was hoping I was going to get out of you. <laughs> I was thinking you were going to be at least a little more impressed with that. He was pretty good. Um, one one last thing about uh, bringing it back to Commissioner Gordon. Oh, yeah. Um, he They're uh, doing a TV show about him. Yep, it's called Gotham. Mm-hmm. And um, they say Batman will not show up. But I also heard rumors that the Joker may show up. I've heard that Bruce Wayne, a young Bruce Wayne, is going to be in it now. 
I heard that so on think, Fat Man on Batman. Do you think there'll be a lot of uh, supervillains pop up in that show, or do you think it'll just be uh, Commissioner Gordon versus the corrupt um, politicians, police, organized crime syndicates? Um, I don't know. Because if, it... it's, if it's before Batman shows up, like there were no supervillains yet. It was just right. the, the mob. Yeah, so you'd think that that's all it would be. We could just do an entire show on Batman. Maybe someday we will. Gordon. You know, we should do one eventually. Yeah. Eventually we'll do a, a whole Batman-themed episode. Sounds like a plan, Stan. Our, our high-five Batman moments from all my, the iterations. My Comics number five too. moment would be this one right now. Wow. Impressive. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how great this has been. All right. Well, that was my number five, so let's go with your number five. <laughs> All right. We're doing a list. Yeah. Uh, my number five, it's – this one's kind of complicated because um, the character himself kind of does a, a switcher. Uh, anyway, I should say uh, if you haven't seen Iron Man 3, I'm about to spoil a major part of the story. So I'm, I apologize, Eric, if you wanted to see that movie. Oh, I've seen it, sir. Oh, you've seen it. Okay, so good. Then I know what on. you're going with here. Uh, so, spoilers, everybody. Um, yeah, really. This is going to spoil the a huge pl- point in the movie. If you haven't seen it, don't listen to the rest of this. Go watch the movie right now and then come back and listen to the rest there of the go. episode. It just, it's just that easy. All right, so... Um, if you saw any of the press leading into the release of Iron Man 3, you saw that uh, a fine actor named Ben Kingsley. Sir Ben Kingsley. Sir Ben Kingsley plays the Mandarin, and that he was going to be the big bad of this movie. Uh, you know very noticeably Mandarin-ish. Like, he has the long, straggly beard, the long fingernails, the ring on each hand. Um, clearly, he was the Mandarin. But once you watched the movie, um, he was badass, too, in it, like, while he was playing the Mandarin. Like, I loved the way he spoke, um, just the, his demeanor. Like, dude just seemed ruthless. Yeah. Uh, and like seemed like he thought he was on the side of right too. Yeah. It, it was like, a, it was a real religious zealot kind of a feel. Yeah, never mind the fact that cuz going into the movie I heard that people were upset of about what they did to the mandarin. And um I kind of secretly knew that what eventually happened was going to be what like I I thought that that's how it was going to turn out. But uh just going on off face value, it seems like um, the Mandarin in the comic, I believe, is supposed to be Chinese in origin. Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly, Ben Kingsley is not Chinese. Yes. They made him sort of like um, a Middle Eastern Muslim. Um, they made a, They made him like really close to Osama bin Laden. Yeah, very like. Like he was releasing videos of his, you know, crew training and stuff in the desert. Like, they were like pointing guns up in the air and firing and that whole kitten caboodle. But, he was always so like in hiding and releasing these tapes and people were wondering where he was hiding. They even said like they think he's in Pakistan or Afghanistan or something. And yep. 
So like, it kind of felt like that's why people were upset. But what people were really upset about was about two thirds of the way through the movie, you find out that uh, Ben Kingsley is not actually the Mandarin. Uh, the Mandarin is actually, um, let's see, a guy played by Guy Pierce, Aldrich, Aldrich Killian. Um, he's he actually turns out, out to be the big bad in this movie, and like just some white guy, businessman, um, tech geek, basically. Uh, definitely not at all what the Mandarin was in the comic books. Um, I think as far as being self-contained in this movie, it works. Like, I really like Iron Man 3. Yep. Um, but as far as translating the Mandarin, the comic book character, into a movie role, they completely just kind of destroy it. And, yeah. and sadly, like I said, um, Ben Kingsley, Sir Ben Kingsley, the character he creates for the first half of the movie is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that movie, the best scene in that movie is when Tony Stark turns, like he's got all those cameras in his face and he he's, like, turns to one of the cameras and goes like, you want to dance Mandarin? My, here's my address. I'll, I'll be waiting for you. Of course he wasn't waiting. Like he totally got blindsided, blindsided, blindsided. after, after he gave the terrorist his, address like he should have seen that coming he should have yeah, done which, something for, to defend his house which is not a good move you know especially when your um girlfriend fiance wife lives there yeah but anyway but, this isn't <laughs> trying to take down iron man 3 you, you can't do it because it's awesome it is awesome i mean there's plot holes like in every movie but yeah I'm just saddened by the fact that I there's a rumor saying that they there will be no singular Iron Man movies starring Robert Downey Jr. going forward. Yep, he only wanted that, to do the three. That breaks my heart. Like he'll be in two more Avengers. Yep. But um, I, I read that they might take a comic book storyline where somebody else gets in the suits. I forget which what the character's name is, but um. So they might go ahead and in Iron Man 4 have somebody else be Iron Man as far as not recasting the role of Tony Stark, but, you know, somebody yeah. else becomes Iron Man. Yeah, kind of like what they're doing with the Green Lantern. They're trying to bring a Jon Stewart in. Yeah. I don't know what a short Jewish fake anchor is going to do, but... God damn it. No, that's not the same John Stewart. Number four, sir, go ahead. Number four is also from earlier Batman movies. This one from the Joel Schumacher Batman movies, and it's Bane. No beauty. Just the beast. And Bane in the most recent Batman movie is totally badass played by Tom though, Hardy. Though one could argue could make this list because of what they do with the character. I, I don't think so. I think he's still badass. Re regardless yeah. of how it ends and how, you know, the plot twists and everything, I still think his character is totally badass. I, I agree. He still breaks the bat. It's it's still pretty badass. But it's, Yeah, very I, nice. He would, he would never moment. make my top ten, so... But, and this, this, uh, the appearance you're talking about is actually uh, Batman and Robin. Yes, Batman and, and Robin, movie. where it's he's just Pamela Isley's 
little lapdog servant. Mm-hmm. Supposed Doesn't... to be kind of lovers. Yeah, maybe. In the nighttime. Maybe. I think. Well, she was lovers of anybody. Yeah, she's Everybody. weird about that. But yeah. they had her played by Uma Thurman, and I never thought she was all that attractive. Well, she was kind of coming off of some movie at the time, and she was kind of hot, I think. Yeah, Not but... hot as in physically attractive, but like big box office numbers, yeah. I think. I, I don't know what that movie was and why she was popular, but... Yeah, I just never thought she was particularly attractive. But anyway, Bane in the movie is... Uh... He doesn't speak, I don't think, anything at all. He doesn't say any words throughout the entire movie. And he, he blow, blows up like a balloon when they put the venom in his veins. And he's basically useless. He, all he does is like break through walls and break stuff. And then Batman figures out how to beat him. Yeah. That's basically his entire story run in that movie. Like a throwaway character if there ever was one. Just like a reason to... Uh... Take up time. Yep. And, like, you wouldn't even know that he was a named character in the Batman mythos. Yep. Like, that's how quickly he shows up and then is quickly dispatched. Yeah. And the fact that he doesn't say anything, like, in, you know, the comics and in other movies and stuff, like, he's running things. He runs, you know, like, a Central American gang and stuff, so. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be, like, um super not i don't know super intelligent but a master tech tactician yeah tech yeah so like he knows what he's doing yeah he's he's a guy that i think they invented the character as a guy that can best batman physically and also is can match him mentally yeah so not what was portrayed on the screen at all yeah and can you go into how he looked looked visually because I thought that was a bit ridiculous, the, too. The green skin, how he kind of looked like a Hulk? Yeah. I mean, the, the the suit, I mean, I think, like, all the tubes and stuff looked fine. But the fact that his skin turned green because it was, you know, this venom that was running through it. And I think it was partially through Poison Ivy's, like, plant serum or whatever, mm-hmm. too, that made him green. Yeah, I didn't, I, I thought it was stupid. I think I also remember that he had, like, dark green veins because it you know it was supposed to show that it was pumping through his um blood yep. veins but it just looks super cheesy and oh yeah just the, the whole thing the whole he inflated like he was a balloon it just it didn't look good nothing about it looked good i'm done talking about it let's move on to your number four all right hey eric let me ask you a question no okay moving on <laughs> no okay what, what's the question blake um did you know that Victor Zaz makes an appearance in 2005's Batman Begins? In my opinion, Mr. Zaz is as much a danger to himself as to others, and prison is probably not the best environment for his rehabilitation. Zaz? Yeah. The crazy dude who kills people and then kind of puts tick marks on him no, like, he, what, what no he doesn't you don't think he does i would tell you to rewatch that movie sir because i think he plays i know he's there um he plays just one of falcone's thugs that gets arrested and uh the scarecrow kind of gets him out of serving hard time by pleading insanity oh yeah you wouldn't even know 
that he's in there because he's I don't think he's ever called out by name. The only way you notice he's there is he has those trademark um tick marks on him, you know, cuz he's supposed marks? to Yeah, the tally marks, which he uh, you know, in, as far as the um mythology of Batman goes, he kills somebody and then he, you know, scratches or carves out a tally in his flesh. And dude is supposed to be batshit crazy just like if you played the batman arkham games like he's in arkham asylum and arkham city like the dude is just not stable like just the way he talks the way he moves everything about him is crazy the character that tim booth plays in batman begins however he still has the trademark tally marks but um it, there's basically no connection between him and how he is in the comics and in the video games. Like he's basically, he just looks like any ordinary henchman in that movie, except he has those tally marks on him. Crazy. No, he's not. That's oh. what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's crazy that he's so I disconnected. I know. I, I know you know. I, I was know just doing you a know. bit. <laughs> and I think that they just missed a huge opportunity because I've always, um, uh, little disclaimers, I'm not super into comics, definitely not as much as I'd like to be. So I'm really just going off of what I read about um, on the internet and how he appears in the video games. I th- I just feel like they missed the prime opportunity to put like this really cool character into the movies and like I think that it's one of those scenarios where filmmakers like to put as many like cameos and references to the source material as they can that um a lot of times ends up not maybe not ruining a movie by itself but definitely is a detriment to the to the overall product i don't have anything else to say about Taz. <laughs> all right well let's move on to my number three then uh my number three is the first movie that actually did this guy justice is the movie that he does not star in and that was for the avengers i'm talking about specifically the eric banna performance of hulk Uh, the Eric Bana version directed by Ang Lee. Um, before I saw the movie, I used to defend that that movie because uh, the one thing I really liked about Ang Lee is that all of his movies are kind of along a similar theme. He did uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. He did Brokeback Mountain. He did Hulk. And people used to say, you know, your movies are so different. You know, how, how do you find... You know, the inspiration to all these different movies. And he said, actually, all I think all my movies are the same. And because every movie I make is about somebody who's in ab- unable to show their feelings, show their emotions. And I was like, yeah, that's totally true. That's, that's how it is for everyone. They can't let their emotions out in all those movies. And so I used to defend it and then I watched it and I was like, yeah, this is just garbage. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It's... I think the only movie that I actually have shut off 
because it was so bad. Like, usually I can just suck it up and <laughs> sit through a movie. But I was even watching this one by myself, so I didn't have anybody going like, dude, this movie sucks. I, was just, I think it was... I probably got it as far as when he turns into the Hulk the first time. And I was like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> well, that's all, that's all you need then. You said that the only movie that did the Hulk right was the Avengers. Yes. So you are saying that um, the Incredible Hulk, which came out after the Hulk. The Ed Norton version? Yeah. That one's no good. I'm not saying it's no good, but the the Hulk as a character, it's just he's not he can't carry a movie on his own. I don't feel. I mean, he carried a TV show in the '70s, but I mean that was a little different kind of a thing where it was just like he was traveling and trying to hide who he was. He was framed for murder. That seemed like a better scenario for him as opposed to in the movies where he's got to take on the entire military and stuff. And it's all one big story as opposed to him hiding and trying to not show that. And that's kind of how he was in the beginning of the Avengers, too. He's hiding. He's in, you know, India or China or wherever he was. And he's trying to lay low and not become the Hulk ever again until, you know, they need him to be. And and now he's Mark Ruffalo also. Mm, He's badass Mark Ruffalo. Although I did see something that pointed something out to me that I didn't realize at first. At the end of the Ed Norton movie, you see his eyes turn green and he's like smiling. And then later, you know, they ask him like how, what his secret is to becoming the Hulk. And he goes, that's my secret. I'm always angry. It's like, oh, at the end of the movie, he was learning to control becoming the Hulk. I get it now. That was a neat little thing, but. My, uh, I think it was, um, Kevin Smith who pointed this out that, uh, kind of pointed out that. In uh, the Man of Steel recently, you know, he has that big fight with um, Zod, yep. and they're like ripping through buildings, causing mass destruction. Really, when you think about it, there's no way that there's not a body count, basically. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but <clears throat> and then in the Avengers, the first time Mark Ruffalo, Bruce Banner, turns into the Hulk, and when he wakes up, the first thing he asks is, "Did I hurt anybody?" And I thought that was that made me love his version of the Hulk even better. Like he like just really compassionate character that I really um, enjoyed watching from then on. Yeah. Plus the whole point where he like attempts to commit suicide and the Hulk won't let him. And like, like this guy is a tortured, tortured soul and like he can't do anything about it because the Hulk is not going to let him. And I know we were supposed to be talking about the crappy uh, The Hulk movie, but um, it's hard to make The Hulk a compelling character because the only reason people like him is when he's The Hulk, when he's giant and green, smashing everything. And it's really hard to tell the story when your main character can't really say anything besides maybe two-syllable words. Yep. Um, But Mark Ruffalo's character as Bruce Banner, I think sold, like he was a complete package for me. Like it wasn't just about the Hulk anymore. Like he had things to say when he was Bruce Banner, he added to the movie. Yeah. He was a member of the team as Bruce Banner. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. It was really good. Kayla says that movie sucks. Whatever. Kayla's wrong. She's just wrong. 
Jeez. Anyway. What's your number Ang, three? <laughs> that Ang Lee movie really sucks. Yeah, I agree. So, what's your number three? My number three is another guy with the first name Victor. And it, it's also a movie that we already talked about. Hmm. Are you just going to do Victor's ass again? No. I'm actually going back to uh, Batman and Robin. Uh, the movie Robin where Bane showed Victor. up. Bane. Victor. 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 Help me out. Victor Freeze. Tonight's forecast. A freeze is coming. Allow me to break the ice. You are not sending me to the cooler. Freeze well. What killed the dinosaurs? The ice age. Stay cool, bird boy. Let's kick some ice. Show some mercy. I'm afraid that my condition has left me cold to your pleas of mercy. No! All right, everyone. Chill. It's a cold town. Cool party. <laughs> Can you be cold, Batman? Chill to perfection. Revenge is a dish best of cold. Winter has come at last. Freeze. Freeze. Ice freeze. Ice winter five. Frozen. Ice freeze. Winter ice. Ice freeze. Winter winter. Freeze. Cold. Frosty. Oh my god. Pretty sure his name's Victor. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. And um the reason this is on here is just because I think they got everything wrong with this character. <laughs> Victor Freeze in the comics is supposed to be sort of like this frail looking uh man, like with well, I guess he's pasty like blue white in the movie, but you know, there's no color to his skin. Um he's I guess like you know, rail thin. That's why he needs that suit, not only to uh, keep his body temperature low, but, you know, it gives him, like, super strength and whatnot. And mm -hmm. um, So, like, who would be the best uh, person to... Convey a frail, thin little body? Yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Yeah, that's, that's who I would go to first. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, like, not only... <laughs> And Victor Freeze is supposed to be this super intelligent scientist. You know, he develops all this technology to keep him alive, to keep his wife Nora alive. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, all he all he really does is spit out one-liners for two hours. <laughs> he's he's a pun machine. It's ice to meet you. Cool. I, I just love the way he says cool. Cool. <laughs> What well, killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! <laughs> like, I don't know how many times he said he was going to keep people on ice. Yep. Like, it was just... And, oh, my God. It Chill was out. awful. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. But it is fun to listen to them all back to back. <laughs> I'm sure if you look on YouTube, you can find all of his puns just edited together in one long... I'm Incoherent. pretty sure I'm pretty sure everybody just heard that. <laughs> <laughs> At least a taste of it. <laughs> a small a small taste. Yeah. I can't even really remember the what role Poison Ivy plays in that movie. Like I know the whole setup to the movie is uh Mr. Freeze is trying to freeze Gotham cuz you know why the hell not. 
Well, her story her story is basically the same as it always is. She just doesn't like plants being mistreated, and so she's trying to fight for them. I don't know what she does. What to... her end game is? Yeah, in that movie. But I do remember that she kisses Robin, and Chris O'Donnell's got like fake plastic <laughs> coating on his lips. Yep. Like, oh, well, this is after this, this is after he is. Um, well, doesn't him and Batman even fight because they get blasted with that pheromone or something? I don't know. I don't think I don't remember for sure. Don't ask me to remember this movie. I feel like we need to get together and watch all four of them in one back to back to back to back. Oh my god! Why do you hate us? <laughs> I don't know. That's how I was raised. But not only that. Um, well, uh, Alicia Silverstone was Batgirl in that movie, and I was really excited about that at the time. And then I yeah. saw the movie. There's just too many people in that movie. You know, it's the same reason that I think the new Spider-Man movie this year is going to suck. There's just too many things going on. It's not cool. It's not. <laughs> um, what else is there to say about Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze? It was cool. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Um, it was pretty neat. How at the end of the movie, he kind of turns into a good guy. Kind of. Like, he's in prison, and um, Uma Thurman's character, Poison Ivy, is put into the same prison cell as him, and they kind of hinted that he was going to rough her up, I guess. That's not... Beating women is never okay. <laughs> well, I don't know what they were hinting at other than that. Like, yeah, well, she's I mean, going to get her comeuppance, basically. The thing is, is like his sto- backstory is so good, like in the animated series that I don't know why you would try to do it any other way. Yeah, if they were going to do a Mr. Freeze movie, I would like them to uh, show that origin story. Going back to uh, Batman Arkham Origins, I think that story-related story DLC they're coming out with um, is actually Mr. Freeze's story. So I think it's called Cold, Cold Heart. I haven't nice. seen any trailers for it or anything. I don't even know if any exist. But I think that's how that's going to go down. The portrayal that he had in the animated series is just so good. Watch Heart of Ice and tell me that that doesn't touch you, you know, tug your heartstrings a little bit. Pretty good. Yeah. I would cry if I had tears to shed. That's my impression. Yeah. You just reminded me that that guy died. He had a good run. He was also in the original Star Trek. Uh-huh. He was a Just Klingon. shrug off a human being's passing. Yeah, whatever. Hey, mm. hey, hey. People yeah. die every day. Am I supposed to get Doesn't really... mean you have to be so passe about it, jerk. I said it was sad. What am I going to do? Am I going to cry over a guy that I never here. met? If you had the tears. If I had tears to shed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your number two? What is my number two? That's why I'm asking. My number two is Ghost Rider. There's good and bad in all of us. It doesn't matter how far you run. There are some demons you just can't escape. Now, I should point out, I have never actually seen either of these movies, but they star Nick Cage, and that's all I need to know to know that they are bad. Nick Cage as Ghost Rider. Yeah. I liked the uh, old PBS show Ghost Writer better than I would have. I would like the, these movies. When I, I was little, I thought Ghost Writer was the coolest 
freaking thing. He rode a motorcycle with fire. He's a, he had a skull that was on fire. Like, everything about this dude was super cool. And then they got Nick Cage to play him. Like, how old is Nick Cage, or how old was he when he did these movies? He like, may have been, like, 475. Like, he's he's one of those guys that don't age, and they found an old picture of him. Like, clearly, I think how it went down was, I could be desperately wrong here, but I think he wanted to do the role so much that he, like, because he's a super, super comic book nerd. Yeah, he's a big geek. He named his yeah. kid Kal-El. Yeah. So, I'm, I think I heard... That uh, he actually helped fund this movie. Yeah, that wouldn't be out of the rail, out of the, out of the norm for an actor to help produce a movie. Yeah, somebody should let us know if that is correct, because I'm not going to do that research myself. But yeah, I. Uh, right, why did you hate it, sir? Why? I hate everything about Nick Cage. Okay, I, I shouldn't on. say everything about him, but you know, I I don't like any of his movies. There are actually, I shouldn't say that. There are two movies of his that I liked. I thought he was super good in uh, Kick-Ass. Yep, Kick-Ass was one of them. And then the other one was Face-Off. Those are the yeah. two movies of his that I really liked. Which, Face-Off is weird because it's a pretty good movie that stars him and... John Travolta. Yeah. It's Although, crazy. that movie came out right after Broken Arrow, which I liked even better, which starred John Travolta and Christian Slater. Man. And Howie Christian Long was Slater. in that movie. <laughs> The football what? guy, yeah, yeah, I liked that movie too. I think I remember that, yeah. I really, I really liked that movie, but anyway, that's not what we're. But talking that has about. nothing to do with comic books. What's your number two? My number two is from the when this movie came out, two thousand, I think, the year two thousand. The movie X Men. <clears throat> now this movie is just ripe with candidates for this high five list i think the only character they get kind of right is wolverine yeah and probably professor x yeah oh i thought that uh patrick stewart should have played professor x when i was like five years old watching star trek next generation and the uh wolf or the x-men cartoon i thought the same thing then i was so happy when i saw that patrick yeah, stewart i remember professor when... x the trailers for X-Men started to come out, how pumped you were. You were like, I've been waiting for this movie forever. <laughs> That's true. If we really get down to my picks, um, my number two pick has to go to Halle Berry as Storm. Do you know what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to everything else. You didn't like her in a storm, huh? I di did not like her. Um, that probably has more to do with the fact that I just don't like Storm as a character. Um, I don't. I don't know. Or it's that I don't like Halle Berry. She probably, you know, she probably plays the role all right. You know, not having a lot of um, history with the comic, I can't really speak to how well she plays it. Um, how did you think she did? Given the amount of stuff she had to do in the movie, she did all right. I mean, basically all she did was like show up and be like, what's going on? We need to do this. Like, Storm. Exactly. Um, well, given what she had to work with, I thought she did all right. I was surprised that they got her to do it because she was such a big name at the time. Yeah. And then she did that movie and she did Catwoman. 
And it's like, well, she's not a big star. Catwoman, Catwoman <laughs> would have made this list if I would have watched it. <laughs> and that would have probably been number, probably number two. Here's the reason that she makes my list. And it's just one line of dialogue. Just her one big line at the, the final fight towards the end of the movie. She's like fighting Toad and like, I think uses the her wind power or whatever to throw him out the window. Yep. And he's hold, holding on with his tongue. And her one big dramatic line is, do you know what happens to a toad when it's hit by lightning? I don't know. What happens to a toad when it gets hit by lightning, Blake? Same thing that happens to everything else. And then she zaps him and then that's it. That was your big thing. Yeah, it happens was, to everything else. It's a, it's a really bad line. She would have been better off just being like, I'm about to strike you with lightning. Zap. <laughs> that would have been a better line for her. She was supposed to be one of the more important characters in the X-Men. Like, she's probably number two, yep. if not number one with Scott Summers. But like you said, like she had nothing to do in the movie. It was definitely about Wolverine and Jean Grey. Like those are yeah. that's where the focus of the film was. All the other characters suffered. I thought they did a good job with Toad. Like I really liked him. Sabretooth was god awful. Yeah. He only showed up for a minute though. Yeah, and then he died. And he was he was really close to what they had in the the old cartoon. Yeah. Which that's why I didn't like it. They spent most of their time with all the other characters trying to make them feel like they could exist. Yep. In reality. But they're like, what's Sabretooth? Oh, he's a fucking cat. Dress him <laughs> up like a cat. Like, well, all, the, like, all these other people, like they don't look anything like their cartoon counterpart. Like, what are you doing? Why does he look like this? I don't know. What, what the fuck do I look like? <laughs> I don't care. Just put him on screen. <laughs> we need something for Wolverine to kill here. So my number two was Storm. I think they yeah. could... You know, I, I said that she's not one of my favorite characters, which she's not, but I don't want that to make it sound like I, like... Hate her? I yeah, I don't hate her. Like, she has... She can be good. She just wasn't in that movie. Yeah. She's just not your favorite character. No. That's a good good number two. My number one, also from the X-Men movies, but this one is from X-Men Origins, and... uh it's uh, it's it's kind of a shame because part of it is really really good, and the other half is just god awful. God awful. My number one pick for a character that was ruined, a comic book character ruined in a movie, is Deadpool. All I ever wanted was to travel to far off exotic places, meet new and exciting people, and then kill them. So I became a mercenary. My name is Wade Wilson. And I love what I do. Say what? Yeah, because Ryan Reynolds starts out as Wade Wilson in the beginning of the movie. He sure does. And it's awesome because Ryan Reynolds is the perfect guy, I feel, to play the merc with the mouth. Deadpool. Right, yeah, he was because in that opening sequence, I don't think he's supposed to have any uh, mutant abilities yet. I think he was just a badass with swords. I think he might have had some mutant abilities. I think there was mutants that they were getting, but I mean, he he wasn't Deadpool yet. 
I don't think he showed any, though, if he did. I don't know. I bought it. I saw it once in the theater, and then I bought it on Blu-ray, and I haven't even opened it yet. And this has been – I'm talking years. Well, it had it's Will I Am in it. The movie's not that great. I say that as a Wolverine apologist. I I will – I love that movie. I love The Wolverine. I love everything the X-Men puts out. So don't – but I, I can admit that that movie was not the greatest. It's not the greatest. It has its cool moments like – Liev Schreiber is yeah for sure awesome. Like as talking about how they screwed up Wolverine Sabretooth. in the two thousand yeah they screwed up Sabretooth in the two thousand movie. They did him right. Yeah, Liev Schreiber kicks ass in that movie. Um, and yeah, and I mean Hugh Jackman as Wolverine is always gold. I've yet to see a single moment of him being bad as Wolverine. Did you see him in uh, X Men? The first class? Yes, I did. His, his one-minute cameo. cameo. <laughs> yep. I love Hugh Jackman as Wolverine throughout the entire thing. But anyway, back to Deadpool. Once the movie progresses a little bit and Deadpool comes back as Deadpool, you realize that they messed him, they messed him up so bad that he doesn't even have a mouth. He doesn't say a word as Deadpool. They, take, they literally take away his mouth. So this Deadpool character and his big, you know, tagline is the Merc with the mouth doesn't have a mouth. Pretty ridiculous. It's the opposite of what makes Deadpool yeah. Deadpool. <clears throat> and like the, I don't know if this is in his origin story because I know he was part of the Weapon X program and um, he was tested on and he became like, like he joined the Weapon X program to, so they could cure his cancer. And that's how you think he got a lot of his mutant powers. And but um, they actually in the movie they actually kind of tell you why he's called Deadpool. Is it's that they take mutant ability from mutants and they put it in to the Deadpool. Like it's a pool of powers, and they kind of I don't know. I thought that was kind of I don't want to say it's a good idea, but it was kind of neat. Yeah, their it's a interpretation neat little... of it. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but I did not. I was not a fan of his retractable swords yep. that came out of his wrists. Yep. Terrible. I don't even know how that would be possible. Like where he would put those. Why, why aren't they constantly cutting through his skin? I don't know. You have any more to say about Deadpool? Oh, Ryan Reynolds. I think they kind of hinted that he was going to do his own Deadpool movie, but I haven't heard a lick of that since. Yeah, I've heard. I keep hearing it on and off. It's it kind of gets teased every once in a while. Kind of the same as like a, the Ghostbusters three movie. It keeps popping up every once in a while. Um, which you know, speaking of which, Harold Ramis just died recently, so that kind of puts the kibosh on all of that. Definitely puts a damper on it. Yeah, but yeah, they keep talking about Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, and I'd love to see it. I'd go to see that movie um but because i think they did like a secret scene i don't know what they call those scenes after the credits it is the tag or whatever yeah where like i think i heard there were three of them um one of them was the one i saw which was wolverine like going like he's in japan or something which sets up the wolverine the movie that just came out yep um i think i heard another one where like it's deadpool and he picks up his head because how he's think how he's beaten in the movie is they cut his head off yep 
Yeah, and from what I've I've ne I haven't seen it, and I know if I open that Blu-ray over there, I could see it <laughs> with my own eyes. But I think it's Deadpool picking up his own head, and then he like shushes it or something. I don't know. Yeah, I've I've heard that as well. I don't remember which ending I saw. I think I saw the one of him in Japan. Yeah, you were we saw it at the same theater. Yeah, at the same time, you were right next to me. Oh yeah. All right. Are you ready to move on? Yeah, let's hear your number one. Good, because my voice is starting to go out. <laughs> so my next pick kind of continues our line of uh, X-Men characters. Um, this goes back to X-Men in 2000, but more specifically, he's awful in all three movies. But more specifically, he's terrible in the third movie, The Last Stand. And I am talking about Scott Summers himself, Cyclops. Hey, hey, it's me. Prove it. You're a dick. Okay. See, this isn't really a fair pick because everybody hates Cyclops. No, I grew up loving Cyclops. He was my favorite character in the TV shows, in the video games. I always played as him. The dude shoots lasers out of his eyes. <laughs> Who didn't dream of doing that when they were a kid? Anyway, like the man is supposed to be like the leader of the X-Men. And like I was just saying about Storm in the first movie, like all characters that weren't na that weren't named Wolverine, Jean Grey, Rogue, Professor X, or Magneto were all kind of pushed to the background, including Cyclops. But you and, and you know, that's okay. His appearance in that movie, you know, it kind of works. Like he's in there. He kind of has a role to play. In the second movie, it's still the same thing. It's still Wolverine's movie. Yep. You know, I think he might have had. A, a, I think I don't know. I, I don't even want to say he had more to do. If Basically, his role is just the jock that has the girl that you want. Yeah. like That's his role of... in those first two movies. And then in the third movie, it's his worst appearance because Cyclops didn't even um, deserve a, an on-screen death. Like, he's killed off. He's barely, like, for, first, uh, in the second movie, his girlfriend is killed. And, like, apparently... You know, it's like Wolverine, if it was Wolverine's girlfriend, Wolverine would have toughened up and he would have been a man about it. But uh, Scott Summer turns into like this whiny little depressed a-hole and like he stops caring about the X-Men. Like he's just this, oh, he's just super, like he doesn't even want to be there anymore, basically, in the third movie. And like he discovers that... Jean Grey is alive somewhere and he goes to meet her and like she's there but she's in her phoenix form which if you know anything about Jean Grey and the phoenix that's kind of her evil um, side that you know comes out when she dies I guess uh, and so she evaporates Cyclops basically off camera and I don't know that didn't like for three movies they kind of trashed my uh, favorite character you know he's supposed to be the leader he, like I don't know I'm gonna rant and ramble on about mm -hmm. this I know I will but he shoots I, laser I, beams out of his freaking eyes he shoots lasers out of his eyes and if you read the comics you know there's more to the character like why else has he stuck around for this long mm -hmm. um, and in different iterations like he's 
been like I think he's even taken um kind of professor Xavier's spot as like the the main guy in the X-Men like yep. in certain tellings of the franchise um but this movie just kind of treated him like a third tier character and he was more of a plot point than a character in the third one you're just upset that your character got the short end of the stick yeah like i've been arguing with you and andy for s- decades about who the like not even that your favorite characters were bad characters. <laughs> like, you motherfuckers all the time. <laughs> we're just like, like you like Wolverine, he likes Gambit. I'm like, yeah, those guys are awesome. I like Cyclops. And then you're like, fuck Cyclops. <laughs> well, we're, we're just like, trying to help you, man. Animosity comes from. Can we all just like the X-Men? Like, no, you guys fucking sucks. <laughs> Go sit in the corner. <laughs> we, yeah, we could all like our own if you didn't like Cyclops. For fuck's sake. And, like, this just kind of just added fuel to that fire. Like, I just wanted Cyclops <laughs> to do something cool. And, you know, like, it is one moment in the first movie where he opens his eyes and he shoots Sabretooth out of the friggin' Statue of Liberty. That's it. You know what happens when you drop a Sabretooth off the Statue of Liberty? Same thing that Same happens thing to that everything else. Everything else. Damn right. <laughs> See, that line would have worked. <laughs> but only if they had kept both of them. It's just, it's just, that's what they start doing throughout the entire rest of the movie. It's like, you know what happens when you, to a toad when you hit it with lightning? Same thing as everything else. You know what happens to the saber tooth and you jump off the Empire State Building? Same thing that happens to everything else. You, you, <laughs> you know, know what happens, happens to you... a bad guy when you slice him to death with big fucking claws? <laughs> Same thing that happens to everything else. I'll slash at it with my spikes. <laughs> this is why... You know, uh, Days of Future Past is coming out, and it's supposed to link up. I was hoping that there would be an X-Men reboot where Cyclops would, you know, get um, the part he deserves, or at least I feel that he deserves. But um, the fact that they're kind of tying the old trilogy of X-Men movies to, like, what they started with the the first class Mm -hmm. kind of just sends that um, desire, hope, um, theory right out the window like he's still gonna be dead as far as i know yeah sounds that way something that bugs me about the x-men and uh we'll like kind of go off and things on this note apparently um scott summers is cyclops he has a younger brother and uh cyclops is in kind of the modern day uh story storylines and you know the movie came out in 2000 when first class came out his younger brother is in that movie as a character, and that movie takes place in the 60s. So I think out of all of the superhero um, franchises or licensing licenses, like Spider-Man, Avengers, Iron Man, Captain America, X-Men, I believe X-Men is the one that has just been the most fucked with. But that's all I've I've been rambling on about Cyclops for like... (laughs) Seven, years eight minutes for years yeah, we, we can wrap this up well if you wanted to let us know how bad our choices were or if you wanted to suggest your own high fives or tell us what your high fives for what our list was this week there are a few ways that you can get a hold of us what are those ways eric you can send us an email to high underscore fives at outlook.com you can hit us up on twitter at high five podcast you can like us on facebook you can even follow us on Google+. 
Uh, there's nothing much on Google Plus there, but the page exists now, so you can check us out there. Otherwise, you can get a hold of us at our website at highfives.podbean.com. Yeah, let us know. Get a hold of us in one of those spots and let us know what you think. And then, uh, yeah, otherwise, until next week, I'm Eric. And I'm Blake. And you've just been high-fived. Pistor pants. What? <laughs> this will not stand. <laughs> well, your baby won't stand. She's much too young for that. That's true. It's like, geez, you're eight days old. <laughs> you gotta start pulling your own weight sometime, yeah. baby. You don't weigh that much. It's not gonna be too hard for you to pull it. Actually, she's two weeks old today. What? Two weeks. You guys, th- you guys throw a party? No. No. There's no, no such thing as a two-week party, I don't think. Well, yeah, you, you'll be a trendsetter, sir. you got to start it. Okay. MK, Mortal Kombat. Get mm. over here, Scorpion. <laughs> Tarantula. Spider. Spider-Man. <laughs> Peter Parker. <laughs> Peter packed a pack of pickled peppers. Pepper Dr. spray. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Dr. Pepper. Dr. Who? Dr. Octopus. <laughs> uh, that's enough. I don't think it is.